Okay, so this is the second story I told to my sponsee um, after the mermaid story, and I'm doing a brief intro because I'm going to include a link to, uh, I did a little um, compass with pictures and images so that you could see pictures of my queen of judgment, queen of compassion, shame hag, and North Star. So click on the link and... Yeah, that's it. All right, bye. So the second story is the story of um, the Queen of Compassion and uh, the Queen of Judgment and then the Shame Hag. So I, this is again in the 90s in early recovery. Another part of my brain was like um, some sort of voice came into my head. Some thought came into my head that was totally fear-based. And, and I knew it was fear-based, but it felt so real. And just through going to meetings and the, the, the program starting to work on me, I, um, I, I had the thought of, okay, if, um, actually I can remember exactly what it was. I was, so no, I was wrong. I remembered something else. Anyway, not important, but I had the thought of like, if, um, Woody Allen, this is pre-have sex with his daughter, Woody Allen, that um, if, he, if he said it in the character of Annie Hall, that Woody Allen guy, that neurotic guy, like if he said this to me, I would laugh. So this thought that I'm having in my head around like what could possibly happen or whatever, whatever it was, I thought, God, you know, if Woody Allen said that to me, I think it was hilarious. So it was the beginning of a sort of CBT, even though I didn't know what CBT is. And it was the idea that it's like, oh, that's a voice in my head. So that became like the fear voice. So I started to like, oh, there's a fear voice in my head. So that started to open up this whole different voices in my head. So then with that, it's like, okay, but I didn't really hear a fear voice. That was the one experience that I had, but it opened up this idea. I mean, of course I had fear, but it wasn't something I really, what I heard was the queen of judgment. I didn't hear like a Woody Allen voice. I heard like this perfectionistic voice all the time, criticizing critical, critical, criticizing other people, criticizing myself. But under, but for me, the, my queen of judgment, who is passing judgment on me, passing judgment on the world, passing judgment on everyone around me, to me, she looked like Queen Elizabeth. And so the reason why for Queen Elizabeth is that she had this certain countenance. Now, for, the, for, if you don't, if you, for those who don't know, I was going to say for those who don't know, I'm looking at one person. Uh, but anyway, but if you don't know, at that time, you know, they believed, and you probably do know this because you're from Canada. But anyway, but that she was div- divinely ordained to rule. But that's not just it. Because if you know the story of Queen Elizabeth... It's not just that she had the arrogance of feeling divinely ordained to rule. She felt the burden of the responsibility. So my queen of judgment was she felt that she was divinely ordained to, to judge me for my own good. And that was the hook was this like she's doing like that was the hook of like, well, I need to listen to her. You know, I need to listen to her. She's she's my greatest protector. She's constantly just trying to take care of me and keep me safe and whatever. But that but again, hitting like but that voice was relentless. 
And also, and then, so that's happening internally and externally. What is happening is, as I'm sitting in, in meetings, listening to people share differently on the same topic, right? So sitting in circles, most of the time where I was from, we would sit in a circle and, and there would be different voices. So then that made me think of, um, you know, uh, King Arthur and the round table. It's like, oh, a, a, a table, a round table of advisors. And so, and also then around that time, I remember hearing like the phrase, you know, cause this again, I'm in my twenties, you know, this is all coming together and uh, the wise man seeks counsel. And then I met, that made me think of King Arthur and it's like, oh yeah, you're sitting at a table, you know? And so then I had, uh, and again, this is just through being in the rooms and hearing stuff and, and taking it all in and then owning it in my own way and understanding it in my own way. And so, and then I think I, I might have been at a business meeting or something where someone had a point of view on something and then someone had a different point of view on something. And, um, and so that idea. And so I was hearing the queen of judgment and I, by this time I kind of knew that it was this judgment voice. And then I started to give it like a character and that's where the queen of judgment this was in a sort of very short collapsed amount of time, um, the queen of judgment voice. And then I remember like thinking like, what if I were King Arthur and I was sitting at a round table and I could see Queen Elizabeth there, right? Being the queen of judgment, the Kate Blanchett version. I could see her right there being the queen of judgment. And I'm like, she thinks this is her round table. Oh, this is my round table. She is my advisor. So there was that realization. She thinks I'm here to serve her. She's here to advise me. So then I had that idea. And then I had the idea of like, well, who would be sitting across from the queen of judgment? Who would be across from judgment? And in my mind's eye, what popped up was the queen of compassion. And so in my mind's eye, I turned to the left and I'm like, oh, there's the queen of compassion. Now I want you to know that, and I'll show you pictures. Like I was a hardcore leather bull dyke. And what popped into my head as the queen of compassion was Glinda, the good witch of the North. It was so fucking embarrassing, but it's totally what popped in my head. And once it popped in my head, I couldn't let it go. And so, but again, just that pink and just that, like, you know, that just Glinda, the good witch of the North. So warm and fun. And so in that moment, when the queen of judgment had commented on something, I turned in my mind eye and I said, or I turned to Queen Elizabeth, so I'm owning my power. Like, I'm not advising you, you are advising me. So then in my mind's eye, I said to the queen of judgment, thank you for sharing. Meaning like, you can shut up now. Thank you for your counsel and your advice, but now you can shut up. And then in my mind's eye, I turned to the queen of compassion. I said, does the queen of compassion have anything she'd like to say? And it took a second. I had to wait. And then, and then she said something. And that was the beginning. I do that all the time now. I do that so much now that I mostly only hear the queen of compassion. Now, somewhere along this story, and you'll get to know more about this, is um, my second big relapse was my shame story. That's when I had done all of this work. My life got really big and I started to date and something happened. And all of a sudden it's like, 
something really wonderful happened and like two days later I lost my abstinence. And my sponsor said to me, wow, you're just not going to let yourself have it. And then through an incredible series of events, you know, this woman, this woman in the rooms came into my life and she said, you have to read this book, Healing the Shame That Binds You. And then that started this whole shame journey. So then I realized like, that's when I came up with the shame hag. So the shame hag hides behind me. We'll speak through the queen of judgment. Shame hag is like, doesn't it hides in the shadows it hides in the darkness it hides whatever but the shame hag to me is basically a female version of Gollum. i mean it's just like you know all and it's not personal like just the way that the queen of judgment is feels divinely ordained to pass judgment for my own good and the queen of compassion just loves me without without reservation the shame hag wants destruction it's not personal you know what I mean? It's just like it lives in the shadow, it lives in the darkness, and, and it likes to devour. It just likes to devour. It loves to devour the light. Doesn't, it doesn't care where the light comes from. It just wants to devour it. And so that's when, so the queen of judgment may say something like, um, I don't think what you did was very smart, right? That's the queen of judgment. The shame hag will then whisper to me, because you're a fucking idiot. Do you see what I'm saying? So that was, and then I got to recognize. So then I'm like, oh, that's the shame hag. So the queen of judgment is, I don't like what you did. And then the shame hag is, because you're a fucking loser. And then I had, so then being able to name these characters. Now what I have in front of me, some people, if you're Christian or whatever, you have God. That's not what I have. I have like what I call like my North Star which is just, I just want, for me, that's love. I just am like, so I have the queen of judgment here, you know, the queen of compassion, whatever, the shame hag lurking in the shadows. But again, shame hag is, you just got to name it. You got to be like, I hear you. You know, I know who, you know what I mean? You don't own it. You don't be like, oh, I'm thinking that. You're like, no, that's shame. Shame is telling me that. That's not what's true, right? So then in front of me is my North Star, which is, is that my greater capacity to love. I'm just going to keep moving in like whatever increases my capacity to love makes me more of who I want to be. And I just move in that direction. Okay.